Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mornings with Ben Davis, right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. Thanks for your company this Wednesday morning. I'm going to take you to Las Vegas. The streets very, very shortly. Our very own Andrew Voss from SEN. Uh, he's renamed to Voss Vegas. He's on the ground there. But he has been on the ground before when Rugby League has been taken to the US. 2008, when the Bunnies were over there playing Leeds. It was an exhibition game. It was on Australia Day. It was in Jacksonville, Florida. So fast forward now. What lessons have been learned? How how does this sell for the Americans? How does this actually take hold? They've got a five-year plan, so they're committed to it. And on the back of that, our top five question today is, how do you sell it? Well, what's the first thing? If if you were chatting to an American and wanted to talk about rugby league, what's the first thing you'd say? Watch Reese Walsh. What about Payne Haas? Do you sell the stars? Do you sell the star power? Do you talk about the different teams and how they actually are similar to the NFL teams? The Dolphins, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Panthers. Is that the way and where you go? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. There are our top five. Some great suggestions already coming through about that. And then on the back of that, the five-year plan to sell rugby league to the States and crack into that market. Who do you take next year? I'm okay with the teams that are there now. Souths, Manly, Broncos, Roosters. Strong teams, stacked full of stars. Corey Parker said that in the last hour. Latrell, Turbo, Teddy, the Australian captain. The Broncos, you've got Reese, you've got Payne Haas, you've got Adam Reynolds, you've got Selwyn Cobbo, who could be the next big thing. Uh, uh, mate, Pat Carrigan. So you've got some of the big pin-up boys of the game there. Does that count when you decide who you're taking Next year, I think it's got to be the top four, right? Because there's a clue in the whole title of being a showpiece and a showcase game. You've got to showcase the best, right? It's like Top Gun, best of the best. How would you sell the Tigers and Raiders? Uh, and look, there's been a few texts coming through too, which is outstanding stuff. The, the famous supporters, because Souths are there. Sure, they've been there and done it before, but they've got Russell Crowe. Manly, they've got Hugh Jackman. Haven't heard from Hugh, though, this time around, have they? 
The name Murdoch with the Broncos, it opens a hell of a lot of doors in the United States of America. So where else would you go? Like, who, who's the Dragons' number one fan besides John Howard? I don't know. That's getting much cut through. Uh, thank you for this text. Um, the Shark Star Power, El McPherson and ScoMo. I know which one I'd be selling. 13, 13. 55-04-67-736-736. Actually, a man who knows about footy fans. He's got the show, The Fan, on Fox, but also he's part of the SEN family. He's on the line now from Vos Vegas. Uh, Vos, very good morning or good afternoon <laughs> to you. <laughs> Help me out. Who's a famous Bulldog fan that would get some cut through in the States? A famous Bulldog fan, wow. Uh, he's put me on the spot. spot. I know, don't worry. I've been asking that question myself for the last half uh, Fan. Yeah. I'll get back to you on that. Please. I'll get back to you. I will tell you, though, um, <laughs> I, I believe the Warriors need to be the first team. Uh, well, probably Penrith are entitled to, having won three titles, whether they yeah. win this year or not. So lock me in for Penrith, but certainly the Warriors. I would have, just showing that the game is more than just the uh, New Zealand, then you've got the Polynesian, then you bring the Samoan element in. You only saw the rock behind Samoa at the World Cup yeah. um, recently. So, um, yeah, I'm picking Penrith, Warriors, take your pick on the other two. Had an, but, had, uh, yeah, had, I think there's an two. Yeah, nice. I had a caller earlier, Vossi, saying that it's got to be the Warriors, and he, he mentioned, uh, is it Jason Momoa, the, the actor? Is, is that his name? And also um, uh, the director um, from... Uh, and I can never say his name. You know what I'm talking about. He does... He does he does the voice. He does the voice of in Thor of the of the of Doug. You know the guy who made of rocks. I, I, did, I didn't know this was going to be a movie segment. Um, <laughs> uh, is Bill Collins still alive? You could, you could probably <laughs> ring him if you want. I'll, I'll bring you back onto the strip. I'm here on the Vegas Strip. I'm seriously right beside the Vegas Strip. I am looking at the the top left corner of the sphere at the moment, mm-hmm. um, down the uh, northern end of the Strip. That's where Resorts World is, where the four teams are staying, mm-hmm. uh, or will be by the time um, tomorrow comes around. Manly have been since the start. And all the way up the other end, like the Strip would take you an hour and a half to walk, is a stadium, and I'm heading up there tonight to have a little look in, in my filming for the fan for our episode, which is going to screen Friday night Australian time on Fox League. Yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Thank you for bringing me back on track. You've been there and done this before, yeah, with uh, especially especially with Souths. Uh, Russell Crowe uh, took a game to Jacksonville in Florida. What was that? Two thousand and eight. Yeah. What what differences oh, between no. now and then? Because you were there, you called that game, right? It, it's like a blur. Yeah, called it. Uh, it it's honestly like a blur. It was the Australia Day Challenge, and it was South Sydney versus Leeds. So obviously, a lot easier Leeds to get yeah. over to the. East Coast of America than it is for Australians. I, I seem to remember my trip took something like 36 hours mm. to get to Jacksonville. It was Sydney, LA, land in LA, flight cancelled. Um, so not going to um, Orlando. Then they said, you're going via Dallas. I said, okay, sweet. Fly to Dallas, get off Dallas, Dallas to Jacksonville. I sit next, I will fill the story in, Ben. I sat next to a guy um, between Dallas and Jacksonville and just got talking, said, I'm coming over for a rugby league game tomorrow. And he knew the difference between rugby league and rugby union. He was a high school radio commentator. So he commentated high school football on radio. Wow. I said, would you like to do some commentary tomorrow? It'd be good to get an American voice. And they said, swell, yeah, sure. So I can't remember his name. He's my co-commentator the next day in between shifts when Russell was available to sit down. This bloke, this total Neville nobody, as Fatty would say, 
I'd tell myself, I said, mate, do you mind stepping up so I can get Russell in? He'd go, yeah, okay. Hi, Russell. Hey, how you doing? Love your movies. And Russell Coe would sit down and be my co-commentator for a while. And there were people like Dennis Rodman, uh, Greg Norman, Lane Beachley, I remember being there. They got as many as celebs as they could at the university grounds there at Jacksonville. Um, and it's one of those college football grounds. So no actual undercover grandstand. I can't even remember what the crowd was, but it wasn't. It wasn't hopeless. Um, it was attended, but nothing like this. Wow. Um, yeah, poles apart as to coming to Vegas and this amazing city of entertainment. Poles apart, but Vossi, we can learn lessons from that. I mean, you just mentioned and rolled off the star yep. power that w- that was there. Yet, yeah, yeah, I mean, 100%. yeah, was that was was there traction after that? And 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 um, we're mentioning Russell now and Hugh Jackman and and other stars that could come in. Mm. That's great, but does it really come down to the product that's mm. on the field? And what are the lessons that it, that you can see now from being well, on the strip in Vegas that the NRL's learned? Yeah, no, Ben, I I think because of this location where we are, you the bells and whistles are probably the priority first. I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of choices to make for people coming in this weekend who may be the casual observer, you know, the, the walk-up over the next few days. Uh, you need the star power. The, you know, you can't just say we're bringing home a rugby league here and, and that will be it. Mm. I, I have no doubt. Look, the, the field's a problem, the, the, you know, the dimensions and all that. We will work around that. Our product is so good. I'm, I'm confident these four teams can put on a show. But we, we, of course, have to keep it in the context of it is round one. Um, you know, so, so, you know, if there's, if there's a little bit of rust, they haven't had a lot of pre-season football. But I do think the star power and going out for those, those names, Russell Crowe's input has been fantastic. Yep. Jordan Mylata, you know, having him involved and, and promoting is a big thing too. I mean, he's on a $64 million contract, played a Super Bowl last year, with Philadelphia, mm. um, that that's great. They love his backstory, and the more people you can bring on board, if you can get one of the, if he can get one of the Kelsey brothers here, and uh, Hugh Jackman gets involved. I mean, I think he's having dinner with the Manly players over one of the next few nights. Um, no, I think bring them in. I think you need that here in this city of Vegas. Vossi, what do you tell Americans? Where would you start to to try in thirty seconds? sell the game, talk about the game. What's the main thing they need to know about rugby league? Is it the rules? Is it the history? Oh, is it the it names? No, no, it is cliched and they've used it in the ad. It is no helmets, no pads. And it's not putting down their sport. It's not, as some people have said, why would you, you know, put down their sport to promote your own? No, it's just, tell, it's promoting our own. It's not putting down theirs. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they need to come along. They love the collision. They love the gladiatorial aspect. I think they will appreciate that part of it, um, the structure of rugby league, you know, they have downs in the NFL. I think they'll be blown away by the speed, you know, because their their sport is stop start. Again, we're not talking it down; we're just showing you here's an alternative. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, follow free flowing rugby league. That will get them in. And if you know, if Reese Walsh and you mentioned all the names before, the stars across these four sides. If Walsh turns it on, if Tom Trebojevic turns it on, um, it's it's going to be Latrell Mitchell at the night, Cody Walker. It's going to be fantastic for the game. Mm. There's been nothing bigger in my lifetime. This is my 38th season covering rugby league. And, I, like, I'm here with a Fox League boss, Steve Crawley. We're pinching ourselves. We can't believe we're here. we are here for the next five years. This is so ambitious of the rugby league to do this. Yeah. I, I wish them all the best. I think it's going to be a massive success. I really do.
Outstanding stuff. We hope that too. What about that casual observer that is getting dragged along? Do, do they know it's on in, in town? Have you seen the signs up? Are, are they talking about it in the in the casinos and the hotels, yeah. the concierges? Are they across? Uh, well, I, I'm across. Well, look, I've taken a, a bit of a walk up the strip. Haven't done the whole lot. Yep. Observed plenty of rugby league jerseys. Like seriously, people are wearing their colours. But in the trip, I can only tell you because I arrived this morning. The trip from the airport to the hotel down the the northern end is about 15, 20 minute drive past at least two billboards. At mm-hmm. least two. Two yep. billboards had had for the NRL Saturday night. They're trying. They're trying. This is a big market, a big place that we are trying to get a piece of. And whatever we do this year, we'll have to build on the next four to be bigger and better. Fantastic stuff. Which game have you got, Vossi, on the weekend? Which one are you calling? Uh, well, I will be calling the second game, Broncos. So Broncos and Roosters can't wait. Um, and, and Fox will, in fact, be on air from, well, let's get it, Queensland time. So is that 11 o'clock? We're six, so hour, we're six hours uh, behind you, yeah. Oh, in a day. Ahead. Yeah, so, <laughs> so a 90-minute, yeah, on Sunday, a 90-minute build-up to the doubleheader on Fox League. And then kick home with the Matty John show on Sunday night. So Fox League, the place to be. Cancel all engagements on the weekend. Just be sitting down watching um, what's going to be a very special broadcast and, and we're privileged to be here. Locked and loaded, mate. Appreciate you taking time out. Get back to the strip. Uh, Andrew Voss, part of the SEN family, of course, calling for Fox footy as well. Uh, interesting take on it as well. So it's got to be the glitz and glamour and the star power, isn't it? Does it? Or should it come down to the actual teams that are performing on the field? Who's who's the Penrith star power? Like who, Who's their biggest name supporter? Hmm. That that would get cut through in the states. I'm talking about. I mean, I've got a text through here. Ian Thorpe is the biggest bulldog supporter. Now, Ian Thorpe, yes, he is worldwide, but hasn't been for some time. Is he going to get the cut through in the states if the bulldogs were to go, or do Penrith just automatically have the cut through because they've won three straight titles, and they have arguably the best player in the game in Nathan Cleary? Is that enough? Or do they need to have some sort of star power behind them? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. So we just got a take of an Aussie, Andrew Voss, rugby league in his DNA on the ground in Vegas. Straight after this, I'm going to go back to the Glitter Strip, but talk to the guys who actually spoke to Jason Saab yesterday. So the sporting professionals, the broadcasters in the United States who are part of the mouthpiece, the amplification of NRL, how big is it? for them is it a novelty is it hey these guys from down under with no pads or or are they taking it seriously and where to from here 13 13 55 0467 736 736 another warm up 30 degrees already at 17 minutes past 10 this is mornings with ben davis right across the sen network in queensland and streaming on the sen app Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here. I'm made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissor joke for you. This is my very good friend over here, Meek. <laughs> He's an insect and has nice four hands. You're a crone, aren't you? Oh, there we go. Uh, Taiko Watiti. There we go. No, that's not. How do you pronounce his name? Taika Watiti. 
then why is there an O on the end of his name? Uh, anyway, that's uh, the star power. That, that's the name of the New Zealand director who also is an actor and is an absolute ripper. And I couldn't not pronounce his name and I still can't. But there we go. It's star power. He would be there for the Warriors too, wouldn't he? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Take you back to Vegas in just a moment. Some news coming out of New Zealand ahead of tomorrow's test. The first test between the Black Caps and Australia. Uh, Devin Conway has been ruled out. So the opening batsman has been ruled out with a thumb injury that he sustained uh, in the recent uh, what T20 series. He was, he was keeping uh, and has busted his thumb. So he's been replaced by Henry Nichols. Yet we know him. Uh, he belted uh, an unbeaten double century in the most recent test with the uh, Black Caps at the Basin Reserve. That was against Sri Lanka last year. He gets to take on uh, the Aussies tomorrow. Uh, you'll hear every single ball straight after Patton Heels at 9 a.m. tomorrow. That starts the first test, Australia and New Zealand. 13th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Very good. Very good, Slam and Sam. That's good. Uh, text coming through too. Look, about who goes to Vegas next year and why. It's a five-year plan for the NRL and, and hopefully beyond. Broncos, Roosters, Souths and Manly. They're there this year. Do they get to go again? Peter Volandis, the boss of Rugby League, has said every team will get the opportunity to go. Is that fair? Yeah, maybe that's fair, but is that really who you want to be showcasing the game? So what's your criteria? Uh, what about this morning all when investing so much in the US, the first game round? Shouldn't you televise both games on free-to-air TV for all at home? Then all in partners required. Roy, who's in Babinda. Roy, uh, Rory, sorry. Uh, good morning to you up there in the north. Uh, Winston says, talk about deciding teams. Why not the four teams with the most points for for the previous year? So this year, it would be the Broncos. Penrith, Sharks, and Knights. So there we go. The best attacking teams in the comp. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Let's head back to the United States and into Vegas and and actually find out from the other side, from the Americans on the cell of NRL, how much cut through it's getting. We'll speak to none other than Chris Matthews, a man who's been there and done it as far as interviewing NRL players. He was part of the Jason Saab interview for KLAS uh, in Las Vegas. Chris, a very good morning or good afternoon, your time. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Thank you very much for having me. We're kind of excited about this. You know what? I think what really intrigues the, uh, the Americans here on this, uh, the, the two NRL games coming up on Saturday, is that they're, they, they count. From what we understand, these games, are, these games count uh, toward the standings from yeah. these, for these uh, four teams. So they're not just coming here playing friendlies or exhibition games. So I think that's kind of what has got some people's attention here. It's almost like, say, the NFL goes to Mexico or goes to Europe and plays some regular season games. That that's what these guys are doing. They're coming here to, the, to the Las Vegas in the United States to play some games that actually count. I think it's kind of exciting. When you sit down in the morning or even the night before and work out the show, what's going to be on? Uh, rugby League, what tweaked your interest to get someone on to talk about NRL? I think the uh, – it's obviously – we've had Rugby Sevens here for many years. They would come and play at an outdoor stadium here in Las Vegas. And although, from what I understand, it's very, very much different yep. from uh, from the, you know, the National Rugby League there in Australia from Rugby Sevens. So – but I, I think what's what's exciting about this is just nonstop, no timeouts, heavy hitting, no pads, 
guys going both ways, offense, defense. It just kind of it brings a new light to a to a game that that we like to call in the NFL being tough. I think the rugby guys take it to that next level. So we, you know, you mentioned we talked to Jason uh, Sunday here in, in Las Vegas about the experience and coming over here and and uh, I, I just think that this is going to be fun. Now it's the first time, so there's always going to be some glitches. We'll see how it goes in terms of the people showing up or, or a lot of fans from overseas going to come. Are they going to come from Australia? Are they going to uh, a lot of these locals? Are they going to show up? So it's it's new. So we'll have to kind of see how it goes on the on this first go around here. But they, but I I think it's going to be exciting. There's there's kind of a little bit of a buzz in Las Vegas now. This is a busy busy week. I'll be honest with you because we have. Not only do we have the uh, NRL in town on Saturday, but we got some NASCAR racing here on Saturday as well. So then you got the university playing basketball here uh, in Las Vegas as well. So it's a never-ending sports town that just keeps evolving and getting bigger and better. And and having the rugby here is just, you know, it's another uh, exciting part of that. All right, well, Chris, paint that picture for me. Is it too crowded then? Is Has the NRL got it wrong putting it on this weekend? Or is it a town that can absorb that amount of product, of content, of sport, that everyone will get a fair and share an equal footing? That's going to be interesting to see because the NR, the uh, with the rugby being new and the NASCAR been around forever and you got some local drivers that are part of this, uh, now, will some of these NASCAR fans come for the weekend and say, hey, I can get into the uh, the rugby event over there at Allegiant Stadium saying they've never been to Allegiant Stadium? They may say to themselves, well, the big races on Sunday, the uh, the smaller the Xfinity race, kind of like AAA baseball, that's on Saturday. So, you know what, maybe let's go see the rugby event on Saturday, and then we'll go see the main race, the uh, the cup race on uh, Sunday. So, that's kind of what I'm thinking may happen, but it's going to be interesting to see what these fans do. Not only do we have that, but there's also uh, Pastrana's bringing his nitro cross oh. uh, to Friday and Saturday here in Las Vegas. So, I mean, there are so many things going on here in Vegas. Now, here's another thing that might benefit the rugby at Allegiant Stadium. It's supposed to be really, really windy on, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, mm. we're talking gusts up to 45, 50 miles an hour. So that could maybe some people might say, you know, I don't want to sit out in the in the wind. Let's go see this rugby event that's going on here over at Legion Stadium. Now, here's another thing: if you're coming, if you're coming and you've never been to Las Vegas or you've never been to Allegiant Stadium, that within itself is a fun experience. You can go in there, make sure you walk around. They got all this art that just uh, is on the concourses and on the hallways that just dots the entire stadium. So you, if, you're, if you do come to Allegiant Stadium, anybody listening right now that says, you know, we're going to the event this weekend, yeah. make sure you enjoy yourself and get there early and look at all the art, the Vegas art that is on all the walls of Allegiant Stadium inside. They'll have a great time. Well, Chris, we've got five plane loads that left Brisbane yesterday that have touched down in your part of the world today. And I know because of streaming and technology on your phone, online, uh, not only just on air, there will be fans listening uh, right now uh, in your part of the world about what's happening uh, in Vegas on Sunday back here, Saturday night, your time. Chris, I reckon you've just answered the biggest question out of all this and the cut through of the NRL, the national rugby league and the American audiences. So, and this is by no means uh, a sledge or a slight, but, but rugby, as you've been referring to 
and the NRL are two completely different sports. And you mentioned that at the beginning. It's Rugby Sevens and they've been here. So rugby here is Rugby Union, the 15-man game that uh, there's World Cups in. Uh, yes, the Rugby Sevens are part of. But for Rugby League, and I think rugby this, league. I think that is the biggest issue the NRL has is to get the cut through and to get the differentiation because they are two completely different sports. Oh, well, see, that's going to be interesting. I mean, mm. this is new. This is all new to us over here. I mean, but here's what I here. I don't know. Let me ask you guys this question: When yep. when the uh, when the teams face off here in Las Vegas, will they have the the flags and the costumes and all the characters in the stands? that we saw in the stands with the Rugby Sevens. Is it similar that way? Yeah, no, and that, that's that's a characteristic of the Rugby Sevens, the, the dress-ups where, yeah, people do go there in fancy dress. Um, I don't know where – I think that started in Hong Kong with the big Rugby Sevens, uh, Hong Kong Sevens tournament they had over there. I think that's where that genesis came from. But Rugby League is very tribal. It, it is, you know, Souths, the Rabbitohs. Actually, do you know what a Rabbitoh is? The rabbits? Yeah. Well, they're known as the rabbit O's, which is it's a, it's a weird oh, term. Very... Yeah. And, and here we go. I'll give you some background. It stems back from the beginning of last century. In the early 1900s, uh, to make money, people used to, in Sydney, hunt and kill rabbits and sell the skin and sell the meat. And they'd walk around the streets, these rabbit sellers, uh, selling the meat and the skins, and they'd be calling out rabbits, rabbitos, get your rabbitos here. That's where it started from. That's oh, the yeah. his, that's the history of it. It's weird, but it's also part of our DNA and our culture. We we just get it. We just know it. So oh, um, so there you go. Cool. There's a story you can tell back. But straight away, rugby league yeah. and rugby <laughs> are two very different sports. So um, that you can help spread the word of NRL. In the, in the U.S. and part of your program. Hey, Chris, appreciate your time. I'm hard up against the news. Enjoy the spectacle at Allegiant Stadium Saturday night in U.S. Chris Matthews from KLAS uh, Sports News Station in Las Vegas. What a weekend he's got prime there. Uh, 10.33, a bit late for this, but it's time to cue Bon Jovi. I think just the issue that the NRL is going to face is threefold. Firstly, people do not know what rugby league is in the United States. Secondly, there's no market for anything at five in the morning aside from coffee, and that is when NRL games televise in the United States. And thirdly, I think we need to be realistic about the money that is going to come from gambling in the United States. Yeah, Ryan Dufty yesterday, who was on with Jimmy Smith after I got off air yesterday, I I listened to this interview and it was absolutely compelling. Ryan Dufty, who, well, born in Cairns, so Queenslander, um, has a financial and law background, spent years, decade and a half in the United States. He he knows the environment. He knows the climate. He knows Australian sport as well. Regular with Jimmy Smith. And just to get his take on this, it was was very much an eye-opener. From everything we've heard, Peter Volandis we know, and we've just heard Vossi talk about it as well. Yes, this is huge. For rugby league, the experience, the exposure, we've seen nothing like it. 
But what should we have as a realistic expectation on returns? Ryan is someone who knows the landscape, knows the environment, has been there. He just outlined three things straight away that you go, well, hang on, this is what we've been sold. Well, the, the difference between rugby and rugby league, we're just hearing it now. So uh, this is not a slide on Chris Matthews at all, but this is a professional in sports broadcasting who is talking up the NRL but still refers to it as rugby. But you know what? We get that here. You go south of the Murray, you go into Victoria, we go south Australia, WA, it's all rugby when they're actually referring to state of origin or grand final, whatever it is. So we, we've got that own problem here in our backyard. Maybe that's the NRL's biggest thing on what they should be doing and selling to the Americans, that we're not rugby, we're rugby league. Rugby league. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Exactly. Straight away. That's that's That should be the catch cry of the NRL. Yeah, being a bit facetious there, but they do. They've got an identity problem. Rugby league. Uh, this text coming through. Thank you for this. The Panthers' biggest fans, James Courtney and Mick Fanning. Well, I reckon the former world champ who punches out sharks for fun, he could get some cut through in the United States for the Panthers. There we go. James Courtney, maybe not so much. Um, another text. Where do I see this one? Um, yeah, Dave, thank you. The Bulldogs have the brave heart. Mel, Mel Gibson? No? Is that what you're referring to there, Dave, as far as star power and fans? Mel Gibson, is, is he a Bulldogs fan? Is he? Great stuff if he is. Didn't know that. 13, 13, 55, Nathan Bracken is a Panthers fan. Again, no cut through there. I would have thought outside of Nathan Bracken's house. Um, let me see. Where more? There's text coming through, which is outstanding. Hey, Mick from North Lakes nailed it. How to sell it to the USA. No pads, no helmets, no worries. Bang. Straight up. That's our top five for today. You are speaking to an American rugby league. What's the first thing you tell them? Like, honestly, how, 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 do you, how do you sell it? How do you get them engaged? Is it about the star power in the fans? Your Russell Crowe's, your Hugh Jackman's, your maybe Mel Gibson's? Or is it the stars on the field? Hey, you've got to watch this guy, Reese Walsh. Not the biggest bloke running around, but watch this and what can he do? Or do you look at Payne Haas and go, look at the size of this unit and the speed and the footwork. But you know what? They probably see that every single day, don't they, in the NFL? The selling power as far as United States and NRL. Where would you start? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. After this, I'm going to play you some more of that interview from Jimmy Smith yesterday. I, I, I was captivated. Ryan Dufty is his this name. Is mornings with, this is Mornings with Ben Davis, right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that there were... Yeah, T-minus four days and counting until Allegiant Stadium. The lights up in Vegas showcasing four of the best we've got in the competition. Are they? Yeah, the Broncos, surely, right up there in the grand final. Uh, the Roosters, yeah, they go all right. And look, Manly and South, full of star power and some of the biggest names in the game. But they did finish both outside the top eight last year. So should that be a prerequisite in going next year? Five-year plan, or does every single team have the opportunity to go? Right now, Peter Volandis, yes, they do. Is that cool with you? 
In fact, I, I have not seen one call, or heard one call or seen one text about every team should get a start in Vegas. I don't think anyone's supporting that. Are they? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Chris, thank you for your thoughts. It's pretty insightful too. He said, what about the four preliminary final teams each year get to go to Vegas? It would change it up most years. It would give a further incentive to all teams at the start of each season, which would increase their performances and give them a, a chance for a team outside the top four who goes on a run to make the prelims or the grand final as a reward. Hence the Cowboys, when they made that run from eighth to make the grand final. Chris, that's a good shout. The prelim final team. So the top four teams left at the end of the season in the finals. That's a good start. I said you've got to make the top four. But sometimes you can go out in straight sets, can't you? Although if you're making top four, does that mean you're pretty consistent over the year, which means you're a good team? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. What would you do? I prefaced this before. I was captivated yesterday. Couldn't turn the radio off after I got off air when Jimmy Smith had Ryan Dufty on. He's lived in America for the best part of a decade and a half. He's got a background in law and financial services. He's from Cairns, so he's got... Uh, the knowledge of rugby league, what it means. and and But he also has a knowledge of the environment that they are trying to crack into, into the United States. So many factors he stepped across and, and peered back the curtain and exactly the reality they face over there. One of them is actually playing in Vegas. It's They're playing a field at the moment that's 63 metres wide. Normally, a rugby league field is 68 metres wide. Um, one of the issues with new stadia in the United States is there's a focus on narrow sight lines and tighter sight lines. So it means that it's very difficult to get a rugby league field fitting in there. I mean, I think the issue is why, if we're trying to sell the game to a new audience, especially a game that is so predicated now on speed and width and spacing on the field, are we playing a game on a field which is too narrow? Particularly, there's some stadiums around very close that are perfectly suited for rugby league. We've got Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego, which just came online two years ago already has a major league rugby state, uh, team playing there, the San Diego Legion, yep. perfectly sized, 35,000 people, and can fit a rugby league field. We also have coming online in the next two years a new stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, which will be able to host a rugby league field. And I'll tell you what, Nashville is as big a pool for tourism as is uh Las Vegas, and that would be a fantastic venue to host a stadium. The field is too narrow, and, Jimmy, I think I want to stress as well, it's not just the dimensions of the field compressing the play. It's also a bit of a safety issue for the players as well because immediately outside of that grassed area, you have two metres of grass outside the sidelines, and then what you have is the concrete field tray and then outside that, you have very, very rigid stay, uh, staging infill, which mm. is used to bridge the gap between the field and the sideline. That's where they set up the TV cameras. It's concrete there. So, yeah, that was the stadium. That's what we're going to see on field, but, but off it as well. And this is part of, in fact, this is probably more repressed than the actual game itself. It's 
getting the product into the American market. And there's a few barriers there that we just don't know because of the complexities of different state laws, what they have in place around sports betting and the environment they're cracking into. But this is something that Ryan was able to peel back. Yeah, look, it's exciting, Jimmy, that they're trying this. And I don't want to downplay that at all. I think it's absolutely amazing that they're having a crack. And for those people who are going to the event, actually heading to Vegas to watch the game, I can't stress enough. They're going to have an amazing time. Yeah. It's a fantastic city. It truly is a world-class stadium. It's a thing of beauty. They're going to absolutely love the event. I think just the issue that the NRL is going to face is threefold. Firstly, people do not know what rugby league is in the United States. Secondly... There's no market for anything at five in the morning aside from coffee, and that is when NRL games televise in the United States. And thirdly, I think we need to be realistic about the money that is going to come from gambling in the United States. Uh, the legislation is different over there. Yep. Sporting leagues do not get a percentage of revenue from gambling in the United States. That's... Um, that's a major factor, and that's something that I wasn't aware of. That they don't. The NFL, the NBA, they, they don't get a cent as far as um, a, a, a turnover, and as opposed to what happens here, there is a percentage that goes back to those sports. Now they can be sponsored by bookies, by uh, online uh, presence in gambling and and whatnot. That that's that's okay, but it, there's no revenue to be made out of it, except from a sponsorship point of view. Um, it's a fascinating chat, and I, I implore you to, to, to jump online, go to the SEM website, have a listen to it on the app, podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. He goes into detail about the rules in Nevada, in Las Vegas, as opposed to gambling in every other state in the United States. And some states have, don't even have laws around gambling and sports so it's it's very complex um trying to crack into that market and getting revenue out of it it would only be on sponsorship but the two biggest bookies in america they can't operate and don't operate in las vegas very different story if they took the game to new york or or or, or another center they mentioned nashville but the two biggest money makers as far as gambling in the states don't and can't operate in Vegas. So they can't get a slice of whatever pie that may be from sponsorship dollars. It, it, it's fascinating. It, it's not meant to be negative. And I know there was a lot of comments coming back to Jimmy uh, after that, downplaying it. It's just a, it's an eye-opener. It's the realities from someone who's been on the ground and looking at the environment. And these are just some of the hurdles the NRL do need to straddle and to get through. If there's anyone who can do it, it's Peter Volandis, right? But I think First and foremost, they've got to differentiate what their product is. They've got an identity problem because the Yanks, Victorians, they think it's rugby. 13 13 here on SENQ this Wednesday morning. This is Mornings with Ben Davis right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 131355. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Fruit salad, yummy.
Ah, Slam and Sam going out with a bang. Yeah, Wiggles, that's outstanding stuff. And that's coming off one of the texts coming through. Uh, 0467 736 736. No name attached to it, but West Tigers number one fans, Anthony Field from the Wiggles and Jimmy Barnes. So, you know what? I reckon Barnsey and the Wiggles, of course, would have some cut through there. I mean, Barnsey, working class man. I mean, they know that. It's one of their unofficial national anthems, isn't it? They even had a movie named after it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, text coming in through from all over the state. Outstanding stuff from Toowoomba, Babinda and the likes. We'll get to them straight after the news at 11. I do want to take you back to the States. We're not going to Vegas this time, though. Uh-uh. We're going to a rugby league club in the US. How much interest, how much will they be able to ride off the back of the NRL? What are they planning to do? How many inquiries have they had about playing because of this? Because that's about growing the game in the States, right? 13 13 55 0467 736 Queensland's new home of sport here on SEN.